spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The consistency of the standard of play out of him is awesome. I think there's a lot of untapped potential because the really interesting thing for me is when you look at a guy like a, a Patrick Mahomes or the Jordan Loves or Zach Wilson, you go, man, there's all this this freelance reset style of football. If you could just get him to play with the consistency, consistency is going to be really good. And with Trevor Lawrence, he's got such consistency that I'm, I'm excited for Jacksonville to kind of unleash some reset style, like unleash some of the, the reactionary talent that he does have because once they do that, he's going to even go to the next level. And so I just, he's not a finished product. That's something that bothers me too. If people talk about him as a finished product, he's not. But he, to me, is secretariat, man. He's a thoroughbred racehorse. <laughs> Comparing athletes to, to horses, yeah? Why not? I thought you were going to like the uh, Patrick Mahomes comparison. No, I, I, I definitely did. Dan Orlowski. Yep. Come on, Coos. White hot right now. White hot. Cannot be stopped. Get out of my way. But I think we have a game later on the show where it's going to get a little more difficult for me. If I have to guess who it is, but we're going to get to that later, um, if you will. Austin Lane, joined by my man Coos, pushing all the right buttons. Carlos Brent Martineau on a little vacay, playing some golf, I assume. If you want to be part of the conversation, we encourage it. 904-362-9901, star star 690. Um, and let's be honest here. I want to get into this Hard Knocks conversation real quick, but we got somebody on the line. We got South Beach Gary calling and wants to talk Urban Meyer. South Beach Gary, happy Friday, and how are we doing today? Good, good. How, how are you, Austin? I'm living, man. I'm living for the weekend. I think far more than the Trevor Lawrence, of course, Austin. It's got to be the immediate how he's going to have to handle the hotbed issue of the Chris Doyle situation because what he said so, so far is not satisfactory, and the players aren't going to buy it. And he's got some serious fence mending to do with the African-American players on the team before he can ever worry about his relationship with Trevor Lawrence because right now I think they're looking at him twice, maybe even three times, saying, uh, is this guy the leader? Is he going to be the guy that we can trust going forward because he created a hotbed thing over uh, something that was completely unnecessary of his own volition, and uh, so far he – that he's handled it miserably, in my in my opinion. South Beach, Gary, man, I appreciate the call. Great points. Not going to sit here and say that you're wrong. Uh, I agree. I think that, you know, whether it's going to be OTAs, mini camp, or if it's, you know, the first day of training camp, depending how COVID-19 kind of allows everything, I agree. There, the, There's going to be a team meeting, and that first team meeting, the Chris Doyle stuff will have to be brought to light. Because, like you said, there there are a lot of black players in that locker room that have questions. I think there's a regardless of color, I think there's a lot of players in that locker room that have a question over that uh, signing, and then the way that it kind of transpired a little bit. Now, in terms of the optics of 
of you know Urban coming out first with the press statement, you know the press release, and the Jaguars saying you know Urban Meyer and all this stuff, and they involved Trent Balking the second one. Like, yeah, that was bad optics as well. I don't think the players care about that because I think the players know what's up. That was an Urban Meyer hiring, right? That wasn't a Shad Khan hiring. That wasn't a Balky hiring. That was an Urban Meyer hiring. And Urban Meyer will have to explain himself. Now, to play the devil's advocate a little bit here, South Beach, Gary, like, has he lost the locker room? I don't think so. I think the fact that you're talking about possibly the youngest roster going into this year in the NFL helps because while you're dealing with a bunch of grown men um, who have opinions, obviously, and, and listen, this is the team last year that marched on racial injustice. They're the first team. If you watch the Super Bowl, uh, you know, for, you know, kind of like the, the, the pregame, I mean, the Jaguars were highlighted in a little video montage of, of, of that march downtown. So there is history there. I don't think Urban's lost the locker room, though. I think that if he speaks truthfully, if he articulates points of where he was coming from, and he sets the precedent for the teams going forward, I don't foresee it being an issue. And I think that in terms of bringing the, the free agents in, like, listen, Urban Meyer knows a lot of these guys. He either recruited them or they played for him. So whatever free agent comes in who's more of that older seasoned vet, I feel like Urban Meyer is going to bring in Urban Meyer guys. And by that, I mean guys that have his back no matter what. So I think in terms of the culture, in terms of the team dynamic, I think he's going to be okay. But you're absolutely right. That very first team meeting, yes, it's about winning the Super Bowl. Yes, it's about hard work. Yes, it's not focusing in the past. But it has to also be about, hey, guys, this Doyle situation, let, let me say my piece real quick, and then let's get back to football. I see it going like that. Speaking of football, the Jaguars, the optics, if you will, Hard Knocks has been kind of a thing that has been a fan favorite amongst football fans, at least myself. I mean, listen, I had my own segment last year about breaking down Hard Knocks, right? I brought up the whole, this was the birthplace of of the Cliff Kingsbury, Sean McVay fireplace fiasco. Uh, this was the birthplace of obviously seeing who Aaron Donald really was and just obviously, spoiler alert, an animal. And if you want to go back, 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 uh, this was the birthplace of of some of the best, you know, kind of off the field moments. I'm reminded of the offensive line coach from Cleveland who they, they made fun of his belly. There, there's a lot of cool things that come from hard knocks because it peels back the curtain, and you get a sense for who these guys are on on off on and off the field. Now, yeah, you saw Jalen Ramsey last year driving in some sort of vehicle that I'd never seen before. I imagine it was over. I don't know, $80,000, and you saw him buying a house. And I learned about, I learned a lot about realty in L.A. Don't need to worry about it. Not going to move out there. Way too expensive, but I learned a lot. But this year, the Jaguars have an opportunity to be featured on Hard Knocks. And let's be honest, they, they've never been featured on Hard Knocks before. Now, back in the day, I believe they were on like an NFL network. It was kind of, it was essentially Hard Knocks, but it was under the NFL network banner. So the Jaguars are kind of new to this, right? They would be the new kids on the block. And let's be honest, from must-see TV, well, we're talking Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, essentially a rebranding of a football team. Like, that's, in my eyes, that's must-see TV, right? Because we, we understand how good of a quarterback Trevor Lawrence is. But at the same time, he's a little reserved. 
right? Like, I mean, I, I've done my due diligence. I've done my research on Trevor Lawrence. I, I know a bunch of fun factoids, if you will. But who is Trevor Lawrence off the field? Now, Coos, we have the Trevor tracker, and you're getting that started on, on Twitter, creepishly. Oh, dude, I, it's seriously, I feel like, the, like we joked about this in the, in the text. I feel like yeah. the janitor from, uh, was it Billy Madison, where yeah. he's like reporting on yeah. him? That's what I feel like right now. Listen, I understand that we're boys, man. We're, you know, we're, you're close with me. I appreciate it. You make my job very easily. We're homies. But I refuse to follow the Trevor tracker because I, I don't support it, man. And, and listen, I support you. Better believe it. But I, I do not support the Trevor Tracker. If you do out there, congratulations. But I but I can't do it. All right? I can't come with you on that one, Coos. But best of luck to you and Trevor Tracker. If people want to follow it, where can they find it, Coos? Is it at TrevorTracker.org? Yeah, but there's an A, remember? Brett, like, something oh, yeah. messed up so, with it. So, so you like spell Trev- Trevor, T-R-E-V-A-R. Yeah, and then tra- Trevor. Trevor Tracker. Unbelievable. I didn't have a choice. I mean... <laughs> Whatever. So I gotta wait. I think I have to wait sixty days to try to change. Yeah. It. So it, it begs the question: Should the Jacksonville Jaguars get hard knocks? Like, if you're Shad Khan, you have to consider it, right? Like, you're the guy that wanted two home games at London because of viability, selling those tickets, selling that merchandise, spreading the name of the Jacksonville Jaguars all across the world. I get it. And I think that if you're trying to showcase a new team, a new era, you want to get as much publicity as possible. But at the same time, and listen, I've never been on Hard Knocks before. And truth be told, I've never really talked to anybody that's been on Hard Knocks before. I remember back in 2011, I think there was an opportunity for the Jacksonville Jaguars to get on Hard Knocks. And I I wanted to come to Jacksonville because as a player at the time in that locker room, dude, you're talking about a chance for me to showcase my personality off the football field? A chance for me to get endorsements like you wouldn't believe? Who, who, who wouldn't relish at the opportunity? So I think players in that locker room, they want it. I think Shad Khan wants it. Obviously, a majority of the fan base wants hard knocks here in Jacksonville. But I think we all got to check ourselves. And we all got to ask the question, is it worth it? I understand that Hard Knocks can give you a, a glimpse of the behind the scenes that sometimes we at, you know, ESPN 690 or, you know, Brent's, you know, from the TV Action Sports Jacks maybe can't give you. Like, that that's what people love Hard Knocks so much. It's the behind the scenes. It's the all access. It's the, it's the memeness, if you will. But at the same time, what are you sacrificing bringing Hard Knocks to Jacksonville? And in my eyes you are putting the distraction in front of the team. Now, what do I mean by that? When you talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars and Urban Meyer coming to town, this is all new to a lot of people. And I just got done saying how this is the youngest team I still feel like in the NFL right now. Now, we'll see how free agency goes, all that stuff. But on average, still the youngest team in the NFL. So when you bring cameras and you bring in extra stuff, right? You bring in, as Joe Cullen always calls it, the gray matter. And the reason why he calls it the gray matter is because it doesn't matter, right? Like, if, if you're getting ready to game plan for an opponent, Joe Cullen is going to go, all right, we're getting ready to play the Houston Texans, and they're gray matter. You shouldn't care about it. There's going to be a lot of extra gray matter coming to training camp if you allow hard knocks to have their cameras there. And I think that... Urban Meyer being in his first year, 
I think in being the fact that we're dealing with, you know, possibly still a pandemic and practice being different as it is already and the protocols and all that stuff, there's going to be a lot on Urban Meyer's plate. And he's going to have to learn as he goes along because this is the NFL. You, you come out the gate and expectations are put forth you know, before you. So while I think it would be fun, I would love nothing more than to see the behind the scenes, than to talk about it on the show every single day. I'm sure it would be great for ratings on our show. But I think in terms of the wins and losses, it doesn't help you win. I think it's a detriment. I think it could help you lose, actually. And when we talk about a decade of a lot of losing, that's the last thing I want to see. So I want to put this team in the best possible light. I want to set this team up for success. And I feel like setting this team up for success means that, hey, maybe in a couple years or so, when we're acclimated, when we're used to the NFL urban, then by all means, bring hard knocks on board. I'm for it. But your first year where everything's going to be different, you're dealing with protocols and all this stuff, the last thing you need on your plate now is appeasing the HBO and the cameras and the stuff at hand. So in the article, it does say that you can avoid mandatory inclusion yes. if you have these any of these three exemptions. They have uh, a first-year head coach, so Which is, there yeah. you go, yep, yeah. Urban. Uh, they have a playoff berth in the past two seasons, mm-hmm. and then the other one is they have appeared on Hard Knocks in the past 10 years. No, listen, I mean – the Jaguars are fine. Like they don't have to do hard knocks. Right, like right. If, if HBO comes a calling, and that was that, those on a uh, SB Nation was that one? No, or, uh, this uh, is uh, NFL.com. Yeah, yeah, they, this up. yeah. They it put was, out an article so, a couple days ago. Yes, their whole thing was talking about teams that would be compelling candidates for hard knocks. What do they say? I'm curious. Number one for them was the Dallas Cowboys, of course. And yes. they probably would fall under like the guidelines a little more than the Jags would like the mm-hmm. Jags have an out if they if they want it. Correct. Number 2 was the Giants. Ugh. Cuz do you want to see Daniel, you want to see Brent talking about Daniel Jones for <laughs> 3 a months? behind the scene Daniel Jones hey, look. I don't need to see behind the scenes Daniel Jones. I, I you know what I want to see I want to see how you trip on the 40-yard line <laughs> and screw up that touchdown. That's what I want to see. Uh Panthers was third. Arizona Cardinals so, fourth. Real quick, the Panthers could be interesting. If they get Deshaun Watson or somebody like that, that could be another dynamic that we're not talking about, especially, you know, Matt Rule. And let's be honest, pot roast, because Terrence Knighton, former Jacksonville Jaguar, is getting his beak wet now in the coaching realms of the NFL. So he's going to go. So I wouldn't mind the Carolina Panthers. This article also says that they have a uh, the plans for a construction process progress on their uh, billion dollar headquarters. So I guess they want to show that off a little bit. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals was fourth. Uh, did, did you want to see Cliff? Uh, you know what, though? <laughs> Kuz, okay, we're going to come back to Arizona Cardinals. We're going to come back in a second. Okay, go on. Denver Broncos, five. Absolutely not. Yeah, what would they? Drew Locke? Yeah. No. I don't, listen, I don't want to see Drew Locke rapping to Young Jeezy in every single episode. Okay? <laughs> I'm all set there, sir. And then, and then. Yeah, and then the last one, they just said the Jags, though they have an out, would get the nod in 2021. Well, no, listen, if the Jags wanted it, they, they would get it. Oh, for sure. It's I mean, the most compelling. It, thank you very much, Coos. We're on the same page. We're on the same wavelength. I think Shad Khan wants it. Heck, throw, throw a little AEW well, hard knocks, like, think about it this joint way. thing going. I don't know. This could be a call for, for us, you know, in 2021, in February, 
if the Jags next year, I guess, because yeah. one of the things is if you make the playoffs. So if the Jags do better, yeah. don't make the playoffs, then next year Hard Knocks is going to definitely be mandatory on them, right? Yeah, no, for sure. With, without so a then doubt. there you go. So yeah. it may not be this year, but potentially next year, depending on how the team does. So you're not wrong there. I think uh, out of those choices, Kuz, listen, I, I get like, you know, you hear the Carolina Panthers they're not the sexiest teams in terms of intrigue, but like the more you peel back the layers, the more they become a little more intriguing, right? Because yeah. like yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Like I mean, that, that's, if, would they ahead. would they potentially trade him if they're going to get? Well, I, I mean, and that's kind of the rumor out there. I don't know. Uh, I have a hard time seeing uh, the Panthers letting Christian McCaffrey go. Fantasy football world would absolutely collapse on itself. I, I have no idea. I'll be I'll be honest with you, and I hope he's not listening. I'm sick and tired of that next-gen commercial where Christian McCaffrey swearing the Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> yeah. because I don't know why the guy's screaming so much. He's like, oh, flip that one. Who, who are you yelling at, Christian? You're on the sideline. Talk like a normal person. Why are you yelling? And why is it against the Jacksonville I think Jaguars? I think because, honestly, somebody that's never been on the sideline, for me, I assume it's all yelling. There's no, yeah. like, just – there's no conversation like this. It is all yelling. But, dude, you, you want to talk about – and I almost swore. But you want to talk about some – oh, that was a close one. But you want to talk about some – uh. Some bull crap, some bull crap, let's just say. That whole next-gen commercial with Chris McCaffrey, I think it was Trey Herndon where he hurdles him. He was saying, it's, oh, it's like a 12% chance I get it. How, what do you mean it's a 12% chance? You're Chris McCaffrey. Put him on ice skates, spin move, or jump. But don't tell me next-gen stats that it was like a 12% chance of getting the end zone. It was like an 80% chance of getting the end zone. With all due respect to Trey Herndon, but a one-on-one matchup, I like Chris McCaffrey a little better, okay? I've said it many times during the preseason last year. They should probably drug test you a little more because how you're that big and that fast and that agile doesn't make any sense to me. Enough said on Christian McCaffrey. But I like the Carolina Panthers, Coos, because we always hear Matt Rule, Matt Rule, Matt Rule. Matt Rule was a name that got thrown on a couple years ago as the top coaching candidate. And I understand, like, he, he he turned Temple around. He goes to Baylor. He turns that program around. But, like, I don't know a lot about Matt Rule. I see the interviews and things like that, and I get he's a very high-energy guy. You see him on the sidelines. But I want to see Matt Rule behind the scenes. I, I want to see him what makes him such a well-respected and coveted coach. So that would be a cool storyline. And like you mentioned, Coos, if Deshaun Watson comes to Carolina, well, there, there's a storyline right there, right? Like, I'll pay for that. But, Kuz, you mentioned the team, man. And if I know the Arizona Cardinals, like I know the Arizona Cardinals. And do they meet all the stipulations? They don't have a new coach. They did make the playoffs the past two years. No, they didn't make the playoffs. So then they would be good. And then the third one was Super Bowl, I think. Okay. Yeah, so then they're good. No, no, no. The last one is if they've appeared in the past ten years. Ooh, which I mean, I have I no idea. I they, know. I, yeah, it's, I know that they had their thing on Amazon with uh, Bruce Arians, whatever so then, that was called. I, I, but I, but who, I don't think knows? that would count. No, obviously. no, no, obviously not. Yeah. I, have, I have no idea. Um, but I like that one a lot. Could you imagine if in like three weeks, Urban Meyer just tweets out, "We're doing hard knocks." <laughs> Not even the, the Jaguars Twitter. Yeah, just Urban just Meyer Twitter. It. Hey, check this out. Yeah, we're doing hard knocks. I want it. That'd be oh funny. My God. No, go and give me the Arizona Cardinals, okay? They have that quarterback. What's his name? Because I'm over him. Um, Kyler Murray. You know how I feel about him now. It is what it is. Thanks for the second place finish, Kyler, in fantasy football. But they got Kyler Murray. They got Cliff Kingsbury. You know, like, listen, I don't want to say I'm, I'm a Cliff Kingsbury fanatic, 
but I, I respect the way the guy models his house, his fireplace, and the swag. So maybe I'm a, Chris, a Cliff Kingsbury fanatic. So let's get him. DeAndre Hopkins. I've seen DeAndre Hopkins on Hard Knocks before. And I can't remember. Like DeAndre Hopkins is a great story, man. If you don't know the story, check it out with his mom and everything. Uh, he's a cool cat. But I remember, I think it was, it might have been the Houston, yeah, it was the Houston Texans Hard Knocks. And I think they were scrimmaging or they were like joint practice with the Washington football team back in the day, I think. Because I remember Hopkins, and man, someone might have to help me out here on the on the chat. Hopkins got in a fight with somebody and put him on his back, if I'm not mistaken. Like, they were in a battle, like, one-on-one. Hopkins got ticked off and then put somebody on their back. I think it was, might have been Dan, uh, DeAndre Hall. Don't quote me on that, though. But Hopkins, man, like, Hopkins is a character himself. So go ahead and give me that. Give me Larry Fitzgerald if he's coming back for another year. Give me Larry Fitzgerald. I'm not sure if he's coming back or not. He might have retired. I might, I might be wrong with that one. But give me Larry Fitzgerald then, too. Like, I think the, the Arizona Cardinals are the team. And if they do two teams this year, then give me the Arizona Cardinals and give me the Carolina Panthers. I'll be honest. I don't care about the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, let's go ahead and see Mike McCarthy's analytics. Let's go ahead and see Jerry Jones hog the show. Uh, yeah, you know, try to be. No, I, I don't need to see the Dallas Cowboys. I understand it's probably going to be a dumpster fire with Dak Prescott and all that stuff. Those are my cause that's, that's my wish list. Give me the Arizona Cardinals. Give me the Carolina Panthers. Anybody else you want to see? Or do you want to see the Jaguars? I mean, you probably want to see the Jaguars, right? I want to see the Jags, but I also know from, like, an optics standpoint. Like, uh, so we had some comments. They were saying that, like, kind of what you were saying is don't bring that into the Correct. locker room. Like, yeah. don't make that a thing. So it's a distraction. Especially on the on the in the first season. But, like I said, like, maybe let this season get underway, and then maybe next season we revisit it and go, okay, now it's not going to be, like, the biggest – because, you know, I'd imagine, you know, with Trevor Lawrence being all over the place yeah. and, and Urban still getting his footing, like, that would be kind of frustrating. Well, and, like, I'm not sure, like, what the records are totally in terms of the success a team has after being in hard knocks. But I know I know the Chargers weren't the best team last year. And the, the Rams did okay. But, like, I remember a couple of years back, the Buccaneers, I think they went, like, 8-8, eight and eight, if I'm not mistaken, or, like, close to that. So, like, it's not like Hard Knocks does you any favors in terms of winning ball games. And once again, that's the most important part, Jacksonville. I understand you want your team to get shine. Listen, nobody wants to see the Jacksonville Jaguars in the national spotlight more than me. I campaign it every single day. And I speak against it when I don't see it. I understand that. But if you win football games, then let's see what happens. Coos, with that being said, and obviously people wanting it, like you said, this NFL article right here saying the Jaguars should be on Hard Knocks. Hopefully they're not, but we'll see. But it goes to show you the power of Trevor Lawrence. It goes to show you the power of Urban Meyer. I know we broke this down a little bit more in the past, but primetime games. We haven't asked you this yet. How many primetime games are the Jaguars getting this year? What do you think? I feel like we talked about this. We did, but we never asked you your opinion. Uh, what was the over What was it? Was that Two and a half. Two and a half? I believe. I... I I think it's two. Like, they get, I think it's they like get two prime. Time. You think they just get two prime time? See, I, I think th- I think you get a, a I think you get like a Thursday and a Sunday night. See, I'm thinking you know obviously without flexing anything, and by flexing I mean if the Jaguars have a successful season, all of a sudden they get in prime time, they get flexed in a prime time game. Uh, without that being at stake, I'm saying three games, man. I'm I'm saying three games. I got a good feeling. I think that 
there there's a lot of storylines here in Jacksonville, and I think that primetime television can tell those stories the best. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm a wishful thinker. Maybe I'm sunshine and rainbows. But I think three primetime games is what it's going to be. But time will tell. Cool, as we get back in ESPN 690 here, let's shift it up a little bit. Let's go and shift it up, and let's talk about LeBron James. You know, obviously uh, a household name, if you will. And I don't want to speak bad about the guy. Nothing but respect for the guy. But should he take a break? Should he just kind of put in cruise control, kind of like I'm going to do here the last hour on the show? And should he just, you know, go with the flow a little bit, ease up on the gas pedal, and save himself for the NBA playoffs? More of that when we get back here on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Never heard of what happened in Iowa yesterday, and I don't even know how to pronounce the name of it. Derecho. Austin Lane. Iowa State Cyclones. You should call them the Derechos. You can shorten it up, call them the Chos. Why not, man? I'm into it. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Not being able to win without Anthony Davis is not a knock on LeBron because we're at the day and age where NBA teams, look at what Steph Curry is having to deal with with trying to single-handedly keep the Warriors afloat. We're at the day and age where you need multiple talent at different positions. And the, the cool thing about the Utah Jazz is they're doing it by, like, Splitting their court. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, offensive captain. Rudy Gobert, defensive captain. You look at, you know, Brooklyn, they've got the big three. You look at Giannis and Chris Middleton, who have, you know, last year was an all-star. He's not an all-star this year. But still, you have those multiple occurrences of talented players. Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and, of course, Joel Embiid. The accumulation of talent is the only thing that is hurting, you know, the, the Lakers from taking that next step right now. All right. That was, don't tell me, Shine Aguameke. Oh, I, I, I don't know how to I say her last the name. name. I'm, I, I suck. I'm sorry. But that was Shanae. Shanae it, from well, Shanae and Golick. It's Shanae and Golick. Sorry, yeah. it's Shanae. I, I got up, nah. I, I shouldn't even try it. You'll have to you'll have to look it up. It is a tough one. To I know, but still, man, I, I I gotta know my stuff. But it was her though, right? So, so yes. Get, just give me half a point. You know, don't give me the full point. Half a point. I don't. Hey, you know when you ask me, do you feel good about that one? No, I don't. Okay, I don't feel good about that one. Fair enough. Cause uh, I guess we got some of your burner accounts chiming into the show saying they're all the Trevor Tracker. Is that true? Well, no, they they were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually lied. They were saying football fans want to see Trevor play. Period. Okay. And then someone said they'd be down for a brown tracker, but I thought that sounded more of like a bathroom thing. So okay, I didn't I didn't want to do that. I got you, man. Um, yeah. someone put, uh, said to me, I mean, we had two primetime games in eighteen after going to the championship game and got flexed out of one of those. Yeah, I understand that. We got Trevor Lawrence now, everybody. All right, like, I call it the Johnny Manziel effect. How many primetime games did the Cleveland Browns, a.k.a. the Factory of Sadness, get when Johnny Manziel got to town? If I'm not mistaken, I think it was four, or it might have been five. No, did he earn I mean, listen, I think Johnny Manziel coming out of college, I don't want to say he's more talked about, but, like, he was more of a... Uh, you know, uh, of a wild card, uh, of a character, right? Of, I don't want to say even more must-see TV, because I think Trevor Lawrence is must-see TV, but, like, people were gravitating towards Johnny Menzel, and not necessarily for the football skills. It was the personality, right? Like, everybody wanted to watch Johnny football. So, and this was uh, at Bold Sports Jacks. I get what you're saying, man, 
But at the same time, I feel like the combination of Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer, whether you love it, whether you hate it, you're going to tune in and watch it. So, once again, I'm going three games. I know it's ambitious. I know it's wishful thinking. It's sunshine and rainbows. You know how I operate. I'm more of the realist. Brent Martineau's the sunshine and rainbows guy. But I think it's going to be three games. But I may be dead wrong, and it might be a Thursday night football game against the Tennessee Titans, and that's it. That's the way it usually works. But, Kuz, with the Trevor Tracker, you know, it comes responsibility. Before we get into the NBA, I'm going to quiz you a little bit. Because you're, oh. it's the official color of the Trevor Tracker. Now, once again, I don't agree with it. Spelled wrong. Spelled wrong. I don't agree with it. I don't. I, I don't agree with the TMZ nonsense, the stalking nonsense. But let's be honest, it's Friday. A little quiet in the sports world. We need stuff to talk about. I'm getting ready to go to Pokemon pretty soon. But first, let's talk about what is the latest. With the Trevor Tracker and Trevor Lawrence. Have you been looking him up? Have you been following his friends or former teammates or his, his fiance's I, I, Instagram? I, yeah, I have followed his fiance's Instagram. Not creepy at all. A hundred percent not creepy it's whatsoever. A little, it's a little creepy. They went to dinner 100% last night. hundred percent creepy, actually. It, Go ahead. They went to dinner last night Yes. Uh, with some friends out in California. It looked okay. like it was a great time. What, what do they have? Where do they go to dinner? What, what kind of, what kind of it was uh, taste outside. are we talking about here? Um, I don't know where I it was. You're going to say an Outback Steakhouse. No, it, I was going to say get out. I feel creepy even knowing this much. Uh, it was outside. Well, you, and it's, You're committed. Let's and go. I don't know what Trevor was drinking. It looked like it might have been a Coca-Cola. <laughs> what? <laughs> or like there was water. Yeah. The food hadn't arrived yet. Okay, gotcha. Anything else we should know about? Uh, his fiance posted that she <laughs> like she <laughs> Trevor and I'm just gonna be, dude. I'm just gonna be quiet. You just, you just take over like, for the hey for the next three minutes. Tell us about Trevor Lawrence. Seriously, I'm not gonna say like, anything. I feel like I'm, I'm digging. I feel like I'm digging. No. A oh no, no, you're fine. Because I'm sure Brett Martin loves us. I'm turning uh, the mic off, Coos. It's all you. Let's hear it. Okay, so uh, I I saw on on the on her Instagram that she posted that uh, her and uh, Trevor like the beach, and they're they're out in, they're out in uh, California, obviously checking out the beaches out there. And dude, uh, when I tell you I saw that post, I went, if I check the comments out right now, there is uh there is a thousand percent chance people are talking about Jacksonville, right? <laughs> and everyone in the comments is like, you're gonna love Atlantic Beach, yeah, Neptune yeah. Beach. Check yep. this out, Pond Bar. I, I comment. I said you should check out Ponte Vedra. I think you'd like that too. But, nice. Yeah, okay, you know, so you're doing your part. Atlantic Beach. Ponte Vedra is pretty quiet. Ponte Vedra is good. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's essentially what I saw. They uh, Trevor's a big shoe guy, big Nike shoe guy. Okay. I don't know if you uh, knew that, but he's been po- he does post about that a lot actually. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I saw him rock those dunk uh, those dunk highs. And for that's his the problem is I'm, I'm not a shoe guy, so sure. I, he's been sharing them, and I like it doesn't do anything. Like I don't know what it means half the time. Oh, so he's he's actually like a sneakerhead then. Like he's I, sharing shoes nonstop. He does post about it a bit. Okay. Yeah. And so okay. you know that's uh. All right. That's where, oh, wait, no, hold on. He posted Oh, uh, b- breaking? Do we need the breaking news button, Goose? No, sports science movement? Modus? Is that a brand? No, sports, th- that's like a uh, like a workout place, I believe. Okay, well, there, he's there four hours ago. <laughs> okay. Any any update of uh, the rehab or anything? Uh, I, all the photos have him in the sling. Okay. So. Well, you understand now this is going to be a thing, right? When I don't like that. That's I'm, I'm going to randomly point to you one day and be like, hey, Trevor Tracker, let's go. <laughs> where are we at with that? Yeah. Well, and listen... I mean, you made your own bed here. I you, know. you started Trevor Tracker. It is what it is. Now you have to you have to live up to it. Essentially. One last question: Do you feel good about yourself? No, I feel horrible do you, about do myself. You, do you feel good with what's going on here? I feel horrible about myself. It's all good though, man. 
It's all good. Hey, someone's got to do it. TMC's got to do it. <laughs> Brett Martino's got to do it. And sometimes you got to do yeah. it, man. It's, yeah. It's the dirty work. Yeah. But, but now to make you a little happier, you know, to appease you, let's just say it's a Friday. We got, we got topics to talk about, but let's get in the NBA a little bit, man. This is this is your forte. It's your specialty. Driving Dish podcast. Check it out, everybody. But LeBron James, Coos. I've been following the Los Angeles Lakers a little bit. By the way, I've been following the New Orleans Pelicans religiously now because of my boy Zion Williamson. 14 and 8. Thir- Teen. Yep. <laughs> 13, uh, I'm sorry, 34 points last night for Zion Williamson. Yeah. Hey, yeah. 34 points. Is that good? It's decent. Is that decent? It's decent. Are, are, are we ready to call him maybe a star? Maybe maybe a little bit? LaMelo's team has a better record? How many points did LaMelo Ball have last night? Let's get into it right now. Let's compare. Let's do a game-by-game breakdown. This is see, Here's the thing, Coos. I try to give you your chance. I, I, I had your own segment, the Driving Dish podcast. Let's talk about LeBron James. And what do you do? You throw it all away, man. You risk it off with a biscuit because no, you no, want to no, talk no. about LaMelo Ball. I don't want to talk about How did LaMelo Ball him. do last night? Can't wait to hear these numbers. last night. Well, then he two nights not. ago. Uh, two nights ago, then. He played on the 24th against the Suns. Pretty decent team. Uh, They're okay. He was. He was. They have horrible perimeter defense. But go on. Sixty-three percent field goal percentage. That's good. Forty-two percent three-point percentage. Good. Eight assists. Two I steals. I don't care about assists or steals. Four rebounds. How many points? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty you're, points. You're 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 gonna come at my face with twenty points. With eight assists, shooting sixty-three Z- percent hey, field goal. Hey, hey, do you know what Zion calls twenty points? You know what Zion Williamson, the future of the NBA, calls 20 points? He calls that a first quarter. No, he calls that a first quarter. He goes, yeah, hey, I'll, I'll get that in the first quarter. Thanks for playing. Oh, Milwaukee. And listen, I love Milwaukee Bucks now. No no disrespect to the Milwaukee Bucks and the Greek freak, back-to-back MVP. But uh, you, you think Zion Williamson was intimidated by the Milwaukee Bucks? Now they got beat because the Bucks are a good team, Goose. Could, could be a NBA championship caliber type of team. You think Zion was intimidated? Nah, man. 34 points later. And listen, I don't got to see the rebounds, the steals, the blocks, or the highlights. I can tell you right now, 34 points, you're good. Mm -hmm. If If you score 34 points... You're a good player. And you know what? I'm going to dare call you a star. So enough said. Zion Williamson, more of a star than LaMelo Ball. But Kuz, let's get into LeBron James, though. And and this is real talk here. The Lakers are struggling right now. Four-game losing streak. Four-game losing streak. Anthony Davis out with an Achilles for an extended period of time. Yeah, it's it's not... Not tendonitis, but it, I forget what the actual well, medical term is, but but yes. Well, and, and here's the thing. Like, I know sometimes people want to say NBA players are soft. I don't know what type of person Anthony Davis is, but when we're talking Achilles injuries, you're getting shut down for a couple months. Like, I know they're saying, all right, it's going to be a couple weeks. We'll see here. No, like, I'm not messing around with Achilles injuries because we've seen this story before with Kevin Durant, and it didn't end well in case people don't remember. Should they hold off on Anthony Davis for a while, or is there panic mode right now because they're on a four-game losing streak? I personally don't feel like seeding for the Lakers matters Yeah. as long as you're in the playoffs, obviously. And really, even after the four-game losing streak, they're in third place, still two games ahead of the Suns in fourth place. So it's not like, yes, everything's tight, but it's not like it's like, oh, my gosh, we're in eighth, and and we're going to have to, like, you know, Put it all together right now to to make a run and, and make sure we stay in this. Yeah. I also and we are getting towards the second half. Like uh, All Star game is mm-hmm. essentially next weekend. I think the seventh featuring Zion Williamson. Yes, he yes. will be a part of it. Um, 
So I don't I don't think there's uh, an urgency like everyone's talking about. Now, there's signs of problems if Dennis Schroeder and uh, Anthony Davis aren't in. Obviously, now they have a problem, and Kuzma's not stepping up to be the second guy. LeBron James sure. is playing a ton of minutes, yeah. and uh, that is concerning for somebody his age. I was looking at this, the comparisons. Um, Fred Van Vliet is playing the most minutes in the league right now, and then Julius Randle and Nikola Jokic all okay. are the top three, and then LeBron's fourth. But you look at Randall's this, top three, huh? Randall's He's number a, two. Wow. But you look at the guy's age. Van Vliet's 27. Sure. Randall and Jokic are 26. LeBron yeah. has 10 years on all three of them. Man. So. Well, and listen, like, I get from LeBron James' perspective, the MVP is important. Right. I mean, like, yeah. it, it means something. Yeah. It, it has to mean something. Well, and the big him. argument this year for him over most players that are probably in a similar situation is he's doing it at 36 years old. Sure. And if you look at Tom Brady, we celebrate Tom Brady so much because he still plays at a high level at such an old age. But like, I guess my question to you, Kuz, is do they shut LeBron James down and just say, hey, man, like, let's say, I mean, let's say shut down and say don't let him play anymore, but I'm saying, like, restrict the restrict minutes a minutes little a more little. and just, like, get him ready for the playoffs because this is where we are. And like, there's a reason why I'm not, like, hyping up the Milwaukee Bucks like I usually do every single year. It's because it finally dawned on me that the top seed to the fifth, sixth seed, like, it doesn't really matter, right. especially when, yeah. when you have the bubble to worry about, you know? Right, and that's something Giannis actually came out and said the other day, and, and so I think a lot of players are starting to realize that, and that's why rest and all this stuff is kind of a thing now um and not playing on like a back-to-back and everything i would be very shocked if the lakers aren't making a move in the next like week week and a half before the all-star game really to bring try somebody to, back try to bring somebody in i know like like there's players like blake griffin yeah. it potentially might get bought out by the pistons and there's other players that might be traded around and rumors gonna gonna go around could but, you see cousins they already had him over there true so i don't i don't know but yeah. but he would potentially fill a way to give a second for Anthony Davis to rest and get better, but that yeah. doesn't fix LeBron James taking some more time. You, you need more depth. One, one last question here. We're, we're getting up on the All-Star break here pretty soon. A couple more uh, you know days before the All-Star break. Utah Jazz, most intriguing team. I think still the best record in the NBA. Yeah. Can they maintain it? They're shooting lights out from the three-point line right now, but can they maintain it, or is it kind of just a fluke? We've seen the flash in the pan before no. from the Jazz. I, I hope they can. Their approach is kind of cool. Like You almost have two captains. I think it was actually in one of the ESPN updates is is you have Gobert running the defense yeah. and Mitchell running the, uh, the offense. And it's cool. You hope it can go. It's just... You know, when you think about it, everything has to even out at some point, so they might go on a skid yeah. here in a little bit. A famous athlete calls out another famous athlete, and I feel some type of way about it. That next year on ESPN 690. Welcome back to ESPN 690 and Action Sports Jacks. Happy Friday, everybody. Starting to creep that foot in the parking lot, but not quite yet. We got more work to do. We got more sports to talk about. Kuz, we got any comments coming to us on YouTube and feel free. If you'll be part of the conversation, you want to call on the show, we encourage it. 904-362-9901, star, star 690. Mm -hmm. We can talk about anything. I'll probably talk a little MMA later on the show. We can talk about professional wrestling. Don't talk to me about golf. I don't want to talk about <laughs> golf. I don't. Is there a tournament going on this weekend, Kuz? We know. Probably. I, um, I, I'm not. 
positive. I'm sure there is. But yeah. I'm excited to potentially golf this weekend. It's going to be the first nice weekend in a while. Nice. To get out, go golfing. How, yeah. how you been hitting them lately? You've been hitting them straight? I haven't. That's the problem. Oh, you haven't been out at all? I haven't. It's probably been three weeks yeah. for me. Yeah. And that's been the longest since the pandemic hit. So When are we going to play again? We got to go soon. I know. We should. I know. I got to start getting the, you know, all my burns and like my mental warfare in place because I feel like now you're getting a lot better than I am. I, what did you, what did you shoot last time? One oh. No idea. It was better than you. That's all yeah, I remember. I think I, I was know. like a one, I think I shot like a 110 or 112. Okay. And you were like where, a 108. And where are you at now? I'm close to breaking a hundred almost every round I go out. Okay. So it, I've I've gotten a little more consistent. So you're I definitely step my game up. You're def you definitely will still hit it way further than I am. Well, that's all that matters. I mean, you, you should really get like more point, or I guess less points. <laughs> less point. You for take a point <laughs> No, listen. I'll be honest. I've been practicing obviously because I don't play golf. Yeah. But the last location that we were at, well, maybe the last location, uh, we're at the golf course. Yeah. You know, and they have like the new yeah. driving range, and uh, it was like a game, right? So you have to hit it within the pin. I okay. hit it from 180 yards. I got it within a foot of the pin. See, that's my problem with golf is I'm not very accurate. Yeah. No, <laughs> I think what my – honestly, I think what my problem is because, like, I've been at top golf like twice since we played. I okay. went with my father-in-law, and that went okay as well. Honestly, I think I just get too bored where it's like I start out hitting him very well, and then I'm just like, oh, here we go again. And then, like, I like it's it's mental for me, obviously. Right, right. But then all of a sudden it's like I get sloppy, then I get upset, and the more upset I get, the more sloppy I get. And then just it's a, it's a, right. it's, it's a bad combination. Yeah, man, it's rough. Well, then you get in your head. You're like, wait, was I doing that last time? I was hitting exactly. it great last time. Yeah, so. it, it's almost like shooting a basketball sometimes. Yeah, a little a bit. Little comparison. Yeah, I sure. can't believe I just compared golf to basketball, but well, here we are know. on a Friday. Uh, I was going to ask you real quick, Kuz. Twitter is absolutely ablaze, and yeah, there's quarterback talk, but also Pokemon talk. Yeah. What is up with Pokemon right now, and why is it so popular? Like, is, are they making a resurgence? Is it has so, it always been popular? It's uh, my brothers, who are obviously younger than me because yeah. I'm the oldest. He they they're big fans of it and the games, and sure. there have been more games going around. Um, but tomorrow they're celebrating their 25th anniversary. So 25 years ago was Dang. when they started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's a big deal. They're doing like a live stream concert and all this stuff. So that's why. They're, and today they've been announcing games and stuff. And isn't Post Malone going to do the concert? Is that Post Malone is doing a concert. And well, yesterday he did a cover of Hootie, Hootie and the, the Blowfish, Blowfish. Which, I'll be honest, I'm not mad at it. I'm not. I I laughed when he changed it because you know he says the yeah, dolphins make me cry. I know that was the biggest thing. <laughs> and, and listen, a little uh, a little, little fun factoid, real quick. That was my first CD I ever got. My, really? my uncle got that for me. He got, he got me a CD player, and that CD when I was like, heck, dude, I was like six years old, seven years old. So I didn't know what a CD player even was. Yeah. But I liked that song, well, and I always thought like he actually didn't like like the dolphin animal. Like I right. thought like yeah, I yeah, thought the yeah. same thing until yeah. I got older, and then I thought it was funny he changed he changed it to Cowboys because he's a big Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys fan. Cry. But but being from Philly. I was like, oh, my whole family's going to love that. He changed that to Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. Is Paul Spallone, he's a big Cowboys fan, I he's guess? From, he's okay. from Tex somewhere in Texas, yes. All right, he had me fooled. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Morning, ESPN 690. When we get back. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.